Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to talk about sex for a change, right? Um, just kidding. Everything I talk about, uh, half of them at least are about sex. But before I do, I want to tell you all to subscribe again because I keep telling you and you all keep subscribing. So apparently, I'm doing something right. So that's great. Thank you so much for subscribing. And if you do subscribe, you can hear lots and lots of bonus episodes. My next one after this is going to be a bonus episode. And I don't know what it's going to be about. It'll probably come to me while I am recording this episode. So for this episode, I'm going to talk about sex in terms of, uh, obviously, I talk about sex drive disparities a lot, but um, what are some times where women really experience zero, zero libido and should not really be expected to have any sort of a libido. So obviously women should try their best to get into the mood. Uh, As I've discussed with responsive desire, you really need to try to get in the mood and then Uh, Once you start having sex a little while in you'll be in the mood, you know, or if you're not stop try again another day Um, But at least you've tried and frequently if you just start kissing, etc You will get into the mood But there are some times where women's sex drive is just really just completely absent And I joke that that is just kind of always in monogamy, but it's not really always I mean you have some sex drive again specifically uh, responsive desire can activate but sometimes even responsive desire doesn't activate. So what are these situations, right? So that a man can understand them better and understand why his wife, I mean, maybe never had a high sex drive, but recently it's absolutely nothing. Why would that be? Uh, One is um, breastfeeding. Many people don't know that breastfeeding actually puts a woman's body basically into a state of menopause because their body is saying, don't make another baby. I'm feeding a baby. Like one of the first um, ways that I knew that I was pregnant with my middle child was because I was nursing my first and like overnight my milk uh, went away. So, you know, when you wake up and you have like a brow size is too less because your milk went away, that's a fairly dramatic indicator that your body cannot sustain feeding one baby and being pregnant with another. So your body is trying to make this not happen. But of course, you can get pregnant when you breastfeed still, as like I did. And I did on purpose. All my babies were on purpose, even though they were three and three and a half years. So it was stupid, (laughs) but it was purposefully stupid. I did want them all together. I was an only child. I wanted them all to have uh, little friends, but that is a tangent. And back to the issue at hand, if your wife is breastfeeding, then her body is saying, don't make another baby. So don't want sex. So really her, she's going to not be as lubricated and she's just going to be pretty kind of disgusted. That was the first time in my life that I really understood what it would be like to have zero libido is when I was breastfeeding my first baby. I hadn't, um, I was young. I had my first at 28, which, you know, nowadays considered young. And, um, 
I had never experienced the zero sex drive at all until I had my first, you know, my, until I was breastfeeding my first baby. And then I was like, oh my God, this must be what it's like to be like an old person. And, um, it was, it was like, kind of, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, that's how it felt. Like, why are we doing this ridiculous activity? When you strip out the sex drive completely, sex seems kind of silly. You know, it seems like, like, uh, you know, like learning like some sort of mazurka, like some sort of exotic dance for no reason. So anyhow, one big one is when women are breastfeeding. So does this mean you should never ever have sex when you're breastfeeding? Certainly not. You know, we gotta keep, keep on, keep the relationship alive, but understand that it's not you if you are either the man or the woman in this situation. It is your body. So you're going to have to be a lot more, um, understanding and compassionate, whether that's self-compassionate or compassionate toward your wife, uh, knowing that it's not just she's like, doesn't love you or like she finds you ugly now. Her body's literally saying, do not make another baby. Um, Biologically, you may want another baby like I did. You may be just as stupid as me (laughs) and want to have two, three and three and a half years, which has its pluses and minuses. Um, anyhow, another one. So like a uh, premenstrual week. So some women, uh, want to have sex, especially the day before their period. That's like kind of, and it can bring it on. Having sex can bring on your period, but many women don't even want to be touched. They don't even want to look at the man. They feel so irritable. In fact, PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder has been used as a defense that um, moved murder down to manslaughter in uh, a British case in the courts. <laughs> uh, the woman killed somebody in her premenstrual week and she had pretty bad PMDD that wasn't treated. And so it was kind of her, her uh, new it, it, it wasn't murder anymore. I don't know what the term is. Not diagnosis. I'm too much of a psychologist. Though, whatever her new, her new diagnosis as a prisoner was not a murderer, but a manslaughterer because the court found that she just like literally had to kill someone in the week before her period, which I'm sure many of my female listeners and their husbands identify with. So if this is you, really do not expect to have sex in that week. And sometimes when I work with couples, I say literally don't even have sex that week. Don't even try to have sex that week. Have sex all the other weeks, you know, but not that week. Um, some people have sex on their period. Some people don't, but usually, um, mentally it's better to do it on your period than to do it the week before your period. Everybody's different though. However, some women get premenstrual dysphoric disorder and they turn into, um, a very different person the week before their period. And it's really not even a person you want to have sex with. So this one should not really be that hard. Um, in that case where your wife does have this or where you have this. Another one is menopause. So a lot of women, and this is unfortunate because, you know, you keep being married after menopause, but the average age of menopause in women is 52. And um, menopause is a very long process. Perimenopause can last for up to a decade or more before menopause, which means that your uh, hormones start to change and your your sex hormones start to decrease. And your estrogen in particular, which um, some book called the yes honey hormone or something like that, that really drops. 
perhaps. And um, so, so what they mean by that, it's the hormone that makes you want to like do nice stuff and take care of everybody. When your estrogen's gone, many women are like, what? It's almost like waking up from like a long bender. You're like, what in the hell was I doing all that stuff for everybody all the damn time? Like now I want to do something for me and they don't have any drive to procreate. And that frequently can, um, you know, concurs. What is with my words today? Usually I am just really just so good at this, but <laughs> so it frequently overlaps with uh, no sex drive. You don't want to take care of your husband. You don't want to take care of any kids. You don't want to take care of anybody. It's like, screw y'all. I want to take care of me. This is frequently when women will get a different career because they just don't really care about the caretaking part. And if they have been very, you know, nicely and givingly having sex, trying to get themselves in the mood, like, all these years and and enjoying it you know and whatever especially the part where their husband is happy they may no longer really give a shit if their husband kind of even is happy or is in the room or is in the country so this is when a lot of women actually initiate divorce because they don't want to go through a charade of having any sort of romantic or sexual encounter with somebody that they don't really um, find to be appealing because they don't find the entire idea to be appealing anymore. And you know what? A lot of credit to these women because that allows these guys to go out and find somebody who wants to have sex with them. You know, it's so great. But um, everybody can, can be happy there to some degree, especially once the kids are out of the house. So, yeah, so we've done menopause, then we've done uh, fake menopause, which is nursing, then we've done premenstrual week. Also, if a woman is depressed, if she has clinical depression, her libido may be nowhere. Ironically, in a bitter uh, pharmaceutical irony, uh, one of the symptoms of antidepressants is no libido. So it's interesting. You really got to do a cost-benefit analysis as a practitioner. I don't uh, prescribe. Again, I'm not an MD, but psychiatrists and the psychologists like myself who may work with them on particular clients' cases, it's like a cost-benefit analysis. So the person has no libido because they are depressed, but then the antidepressant is going to give them no libido. Well, that's like an easy one because um, better for them to be happy. They're not having sex in either case. But in a case where um, the person is depressed but they do have a libido, which is common if you have a physical touch love language, and the antidepressant is going to give you no libido, then it's like a cost-benefit analysis. How depressed are you? Are there other drugs you could try? Whatever, whatever. Most SSRIs lead to some sort of sexual side effect, although not everyone one for every person. I have some clients don't have any sexual side effects from antidepressants, which is wonderful for them. Anyone that I've tried, I've always had very bad sexual side effects, like kind of like being back nursing again, you know, or being uh, fast forwarding to menopause. So that's like part of the reason that those haven't ever worked for me in addition to other side effects. But yeah, if your wife is depressed, if you're reading, if you're listening to this and you are the depressed woman, it, it can be tough because you don't have a sex drive. So, I mean, some of us do, some don't. Um, but then the antidepressants also um, don't work well with that. What else can something be... Uh, what else can be done rather? What else is something that can be done? Uh, sometimes doctors will prescribe like uh, Cialis or Viagra for women even right before they have sex if they're on an antidepressant and they have no sex drive. So that is like something to ask about if that's what you want to do. Um, and there are also antidepressants with fewer sexual side effects like Wellbutrin. What is another uh, time when women have no sex drive? 
well, when they're depressed is an obvious one. When they're pregnant also, pregnancy leads to a lot of different hormonal changes. Um, this leads to some women wanting sex all the time and some women don't want it at all. The, anything that leads to hormonal changes, I hope that you're kind of understanding this theme, can really mess with the female libido, which is a very um, little tenuous, fragile creature, the female libido, and anything can really knock it off course. Um, also, if there has been any sort of trauma history, now this isn't something that um, like is temporary that messes with libido, I just thought I should add it in there, that can like permanently fuck up your libido. Because in the honeymoon stage, maybe you can be like, you can damp down any sort of um, thoughts or intrusive thoughts about your past trauma, but after that, frequently women's libido, women who have been abused sexually or men, for that matter, who have been abused sexually, their libido just um, dies on the vine. It's just dormant. And this is obviously because of trauma. You know, if something happened to you in the sexual realm at an impressionable age, then you're really knocked off course of normative development. And so that is definitely something that can permanently hurt your libido without treatment. However, with treatment, you can really work on reclaiming this. And that's something that I talk about a lot. And then I've even worked with people successfully on doing, which is pretty rewarding to try to give that back to somebody from whom it was stolen uh, by virtue of abuse or trauma. Now, another libido killer that people don't really know about is birth control. If you're on the pill, like a lot of guys really want women to go on the pill because that seems effortless. That's not effortless for shit. You know, you know what's effortless is celibacy. So that would be my response. And what I tell my daughters, their response should be. Because for many of us, um, birth control really messes up your hormones. When it messes up your hormones, as I just said, that can really mess up your libido and your mood. I was uh, working with many clients that have gone off of uh, birth control and realized that they don't have to be like really irritable, depressed, fatigued. Basically, you're, it's tricking your body into thinking it's pregnant all the time so that you don't ovulate or menstruate. So guess what happens? Like whatever happened when you were pregnant, but worse because you know you, you never get into a different trimester. Like you're always kind of like early pregnant, which is terrible. Um, but that that can really mess up your libido. So for a lot of men, if they're if, if that's explained to them, they will no longer be so gung ho about you going on the pill if you don't like to be on the pill. If because I know for myself, it really messed with my mood. You know, if you're a highly sensitive person, as I've said that I am, as so many of you are. You really, it takes very little to be uh, greatly impacted by something that everybody says is no big deal, whether that's uh, side effects of a medication or whether that is noise or whether that is no sleep or whether that's a change in what you eat, whatever it is, is going to knock you off course. And you really don't need that in the delicate balance of your hormones. So if birth control works for you, great. But if you've been on the pill and you have no libido and you've been on the pill since you were 16 for your your skin or something like that, you know, you might want to talk with your provider about the idea of getting off and seeing what your natural libido is. A lot of people don't even know. A lot of women think that they're low libido and they've been on the pill for like 20 years. So how the hell do they know, you know, really what it would be without that? They don't. Um, in my case, I tried many years ago to go on the pill. I had already been like an adult human, so I knew that there was a change in me. But when, you, and I'm also pretty self-aware about that sort of thing. A lot of women that aren't and that don't really think terribly deeply about what their sex drive is or what impacts them, they don't know. 
So at no fault of their own, they are told that the pill is nice and easy from all of these doctors. So, so it is really something to think about if you really have no libido and you've been on the pill forever. Or if you think that you have side effects from the pill, but then you Google it and, oh, guess what? You, you don't. They tell you you don't. Well, if you do and you think you do, then you need to, uh, you know, really own that and self-validate and say, yeah, you know what? I know my own body. So any sort of medication, birth control, antidepressants, whatever, can really mess with your sex drive. So what do you do in the case where you have some of these? Well, as in the antidepressant example, there are usually other medications, there are definitely other forms of birth control, um, that people can use if that's the issue. When you're nursing, guess what? You're not going to be nursing forever. Um, and even when you nurse less, sometimes that can, you know, as the baby gets bigger, sometimes that can lead to a concomitant change in your uh, in drive and uptick. And if it's something like every week before your period, you are just a raging huge ball of, you know, horribleness, then frequently they will actually prescribe you antidepressants or birth control. Sometimes it's the devil you know, <laughs> or like, you know, it, it's it's all cost-benefit analysis. So we all got to compare how bad people are on one thing versus another thing in this life. Some people, for example, birth control is going to make their libido go up because they never have to worry about getting pregnant. And that was like such a big worry that now they actually want to have sex more frequently. And, um, so, so it's really the sort of thing where two people, the man and the woman together, woman and woman together in whatever case, they got to be on the same team. So we want to have a sex life. However, there are these variables. Some of them are very obvious to see. If your wife is nine months pregnant, she doesn't want to have sex with you and you can't uh, deal with that, then you are, you know, your clinical diagnosis is asshole, you know, because obviously she's not going to be pregnant next month and she's super uncomfortable and she's got bigger fish to fry than whether you have sex. But if it's something like you are with a woman and she's gone through menopause and she's alerted you that she will never have sex again, staying in that situation makes you really quite a... a a sad, sorrowful, tragic, pathetic character that probably needs to, you know, go to therapy and examine how you want the rest of your life to look. It wouldn't mean you should coerce ever or even try to convince a woman that doesn't want to have sex with you to have sex with you. You don't need to like make a PowerPoint about like the benefits of uh, postmenopausal sex life. No, if if you're ever in a situation as a man where a woman is literally like, I am done having sex, this is no longer important to me, that is when you get your ass into therapy and you and your therapist figure out your next steps because you don't deserve to live like that, right? That would be just like if you came home and said to your wife, you know, I just don't think I'm ever going to be nice to you again, like ever. I'm just not feeling it. been doing that for a bunch of years, you know, done, like she should leave, right? So if ever somebody says that something that was a big part of your marriage is just now over unilaterally, then it's time to really reevaluate your options. But most of the things that we're talking about will do much better if it's two people on one side and then the sex issue in the relationship on the other versus one partner against the other especially if the one partner against the other frame is colored by a complete lack of education and knowledge about what goes into the female libido, such that the man is going to be like, oh, she's just not trying. No, 
yeah, there's all the trying in the world when I was nursing could not have made me want to have sex. I did, you know, and that sometimes I would enjoy it. But certainly there was always this kind of um, thought like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why? You know, and it was so different than my previous or after um, sex drive that it was very obvious to me. But picture I had been a lower libido woman, then it would just go from kind of very low to really nothing. And then I could misinterpret that as, wow, my husband not helping out with the baby, not a situation I had, but I could, if I was in, uh, I could say my husband not helping out with the baby is really why I have no sex drive. No, you have no sex drive because your hormones are out of whack because your body doesn't want to make a baby. So a lot of the work that I do here is psychoeducation, which means education about psychology and is done with the goal of helping people not take things personally and blame one another within a relationship for phenomena that are rooted firmly outside the relationship, either in individual biology or individual past experiences. So you'll know what I did not bring up here as a libido killer is your husband being an asshole. Does that mean that like a bad marriage cannot contribute to a lower libido? Of course it can. But that is not, you got to go through all these other things I'm saying before you conclude that that's the reason. Because biology is is big. You know, it, this would be like, you know, having a drink and you're, you're, you're on a date and you have a drink and then you say, oh, I must be so uninhibited and easy to share my life history because this guy's so great. No, girl, it's because you're drinking. You know, you're, you're buzzed or drunk if you're a lightweight like me. And so you, yeah, he may be great, but that's kind of separate from why you're talking about yourself so much. <laughs> it's because you're drunk. So similarly, yeah, maybe your husband is like a real dick, but that usually isn't why you have the sex drive of like a stone. That is more often than not rooted in a myriad of causes it including maybe that he's not the best man he could be, but there's a hell of a lot else going on. And so before we conclude that your husband has unilaterally killed your sex drive by being such a dick, which really gives him a hell of a lot more power than he probably has, let's first go through these other biological, more pragmatic, commonsensical reasons that only would not be considered commonsensical in this Western world we live in where the mind-body connection is really repudiated at all at every turn. All right. So I hope this gave you guys something to think about and to share with your partner. And it gave even one person, um, more of an aha moment about something related to the female libido and subscribe if it did and subscribe if you found it totally useless (laughs) just subscribe because you like me and I will talk to y'all soon. Have a good day.